0: You don't get there overnight. If you come in at 42, you're not gonna get it done in six months. It's gonna take a minute. Right. Wow. Well, I totally
1: appreciate you being here. I've been getting texts and people are like, oh my God, this is good information. And even <laughs> wow. though even though it's a the thing that you're doing is supporting women, there's a lot of lessons in here for men as well.
0: Absolutely, and really and,
1: about you know what they are doing so
0: absolutely i love my black men i have been in, in the practice yeah <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes and I, uh, if i may jump in thank sure. you for saying that because it at works. the end of your day it really takes two to tango decide absolutely. your partner let's get it done
0: Absolutely. I had wanted to get a men's group together, but it took a while to get it together. and It is still something I'm progressively doing, but I would love to, because just, if I could get the men and the women in the room, I'm like, wow, you guys are both saying the same thing. How do I get you in their room together? Because it is, it's the same thing. And it's just being accepted for who you are and finding love, who doesn't want to find love and partnership, whatever that looks like for you but we're doing this because we're not understanding each other and we're not listening. And that's a key word, listen. Not I'm hearing you and you're talking. No, I'm listening to what you're saying. And then I will take a step back in response, not prepare my response while you're talking. Right.
2: Dr. Burnett will tell you about the next show, which is mine. And we are just always like this. Yes, okay. And you know, and she is the smarter one. And she will (laughs) tell you, We, Black men, think we don't cry. Oh, no. And we train the boys that way. Black men don't cry.
0: Absolutely. There's a great book, I can't remember his name, about Black men crying. And I, ah, I can't remember it. I'll have to tell you about it, Corliss. But it was the most beautiful book. And I recommend that to my African-American or Black male clients. And I think his name is Jason Wilson, something like that. But it talks about, we as Black men, we do cry. And it's a beautiful, beautiful book about black men and releasing emotion and it's powerful it's one of the most powerful things i've read by a black man regarding emotions and feelings and release
1: well we're going to end mindful monday (laughs) (laughs) we're going to end mindful mondays and transition to your show godwin um what's the name of your show i'm sorry
2: it is called in your own words in your own words And today it's an interesting one because I just got a call from Missouri and my guests would not be able to make it today. Mm -hmm. But I'm all here because it's also my birth month. In two days time, I'll be 50 and I took Dr. Khali's fashion sense and I try to look like her. I'm <laughs> on it.
1: Okay, but so those who can't see, if you don't know me, I am bald and so he was just asking me like No, I'm week. not.
2: It's only this part that is Oh
1: right, right. I mean help me you're trying to say you said you were <laughs> gonna,
2: Yeah. And uh, and and as I listen to the transition and I follow the other shows, I'm filled with a lot of emotions mm-hmm. because a lot of things also just come into being for me, as a black man, as a person of color, as somebody that also has studied languages, linguistic anthropology, Great. origin of language, and uh, until I came to America, that I call home today, mm-hmm. just two decades ago, okay. I did not know I was black. I thought. It was the same as being African.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Then I now saw... Differences. <laughs> and by differences I mean... I was not re-educated. In other words... I needed to get... Out of school... To get educated. Mm-hmm. So it was not just... That four walls the praising from just one lens, but to understand the realities of those around me. So I'm also a physician and, and, and as a physician, I'm stuck at looking a lot of times at intrapersonal health. Yes. And you, the smarter ones, also oh. tells us about interpersonal health. Right. And the context of the relationship, which is the ecological health. So it's not, ecology is not just environment.
0: Right.
2: So I finally left school to go to school. Mm-hmm. I understand. And that has been my story. So when the guest for In Your Own Words by Dr. Godwin Ocker, which is usually on the first Mondays and third Mondays, mm-hmm. told me it was You know, something has happened. It happens. And I said, hey, it's my birth month. Mm -hmm. Let's continue because it's different realities. Mm -hmm. It's different context, but we really do have stories. Yes, we do. We have things to say. We have things to share. And uh, that is why we have this kind of radio show, mm-hmm. because otherwise, let's go to college and take the classes. So we're not giving lectures. Yeah, that's right. You're absolutely correct. Absolutely mm-hmm. correct. So, Doctor Kelly, sorry. Oh no, you. <laughs> but I just <laughs> uh... on
1: your time, so now you... no. no, because <laughs> yeah, I,
2: I, I I I just feel a lot of connection with your own show. Mm and the transition. I usually just log in from behind. And just right now, I just got off uh, a board meeting. Just uh, a month and a half ago, I was appointed to be a board member of the Westside Regional Center. Oh, okay. And uh, we know what the Regional Center does. It's usually to discuss access for people, you mm-hmm. know, disability and so on and so forth. And it's a board that did not come without lobbying. Mm -hmm. It was a board membership that did not come without an interview. Mm -hmm. But it was very beautiful because I was asked a very basic question. Are you aware of our mission statement? If I were Donald Trump, and I was going to respond with Twitter, I would have said, "da," But I didn't say so. And I said, this is your mission because it's done on the website. I teach. I can have my screen on the other side. Mm-hmm. But beyond that, I want to now ask the board, how do you define access? Especially right now in the month of June. I should prepare for June things. Mm-hmm. What is access? Is access equal to accessibility? Okay. Because it is there, I can go there. Mm-hmm. What if I go there, then they don't speak my language? Mm-hmm. What if I go there, I don't meet somebody that looks like me? Mm-hmm. And I tell, hey, bro, man, it's tough out there. I'm just here to see you, but I've not eaten for two days. Oh, baby, mama is on my case. What if if I go at the end of everything, they send me that famous letter that says this is not a bill? <laughs> but you know, <laughs> right. then you see the itemized. Issues. You see, at this point, we're still discussing access. One second. And at this, at this point, uh, Doctor Kaliz, we're still oh. discussing access, right? But not beyond accessibility. We're not even discussing costs. We're discussing the real access. We're talking about the cultural appropriateness. of access we are talking about beyond the affordability we are talking about the adaptability of the system
3: Mm.
2: I did not go to school here where primary education, secondary education and tertiary education in the US but I went to more school here then I brought more school in Tulsa was a hundred years ago Mm. And you go to the newspapers right there in Oklahoma, and they do a great job of even removing the Mm scripts. And you cannot Google it and actually find the original newspaper clippings Mm -hmm. of the Mm events. Guess what? A lot of people died, but not everyone died. Mm -hmm. Which means some survived. That is why... President Joe Biden could go meet some survivors. We had ceremonies. We had the beautiful world. But this is it. Do you think they trust him? Do you think they trust the system? And if you were in their shoes, will you trust their system? The answer, my sisters, it's no. And that will also influence access. You see, we're not even talking about culture yet. But we are talking about the build-up. Why June thinks is important. Look at the declaration, so-called end of slavery. And look at the time we got the memo. Because even after the declaration, there was still a position. There was still negotiation. And I use the word negotiation because in the class I'm currently dealing with, we talk about flexibility. We talk about uh, decision analytics. We're talking about making all those fancy trees. But I talk about advocacy. So at what level do you advocate? Do You want to stop at just the policy level and and we deal with the legislatures you know we get somebody in or we pay somebody to be there or we want to also include the consumers of the final products which is you and I right now so that we can choose I wrote something yesterday that it's not a blame game And uh, about telling the tobacco company, you know, we run them out of town and destroy their business because the tobacco company can also describe themselves as being vulnerable. I'm not trying to play the devil's advocate, but I just wanted my graduate student to see the other side on how do you define who is vulnerable because right now we have. Different groups and classes of people. The Caucasians also think they're vulnerable right now. They're being run out of town. The tobacco company also thinks they're vulnerable. And the student wrote me and said, Prof, is there ever a good use of tobacco? I didn't reply. I waited. took my shot of what I needed to. Then I asked, what about if we go to the history of the medicinal value of tobacco? I'm not advocating for tobacco use or the product, the medicinal use as a pesticide, as this, blah, blah, blah. The historical perspective that is being drowned. And just the fact that in North Carolina, I was a Wake Forest University just 10 years ago. And over there in the fellowship program, they were one of the largest employers of labor. And still so by the black people. So it's not one size fits all. So even in our advocacy, we still also need to be careful for what we wish for. Or we may just get it. I will not be ready. In your own words, in the show that I run, <laughs> I know you have to leave. But these are the points I highlight. So I am so glad we've had this minute, uh, Dr. Taylor.
0: Oh, you're welcome. But we yes.
2: continue this. Yes. And uh, Dr. Carles is just a hostage for a few minutes more. but this is it it's just as you've said it's it's keeping it real and trying to tie the things together just think about it you have many black brothers in jail today for marijuana
0: and i have to apologize because my daughter was running around. So that's why I had to do a quick exit <laughs> she's like, she's and like, come no. back. Yes, minutes,
1: mama. You got <laughs> yeah, minute. Minute.
0: But, um, you know, it's just nice to be able to be carried over to another show. And it's so valuable of the information that you're sharing because how beautiful it would be to have Black men and Black women in the room and being able to have that conversation with egos down tempers you know put in check open and let's just keep hope alive and love one another but be vulnerable and that is what we have to create safety and being vulnerable and we have a way to go with that because when men black men and black women get in the room it's like okay what's he gonna say
1: What's she gonna
0: say? What's she gonna say? Right. Instead of just let's all exhale, yeah, and recognize that we are here for one another, not to fight, but to walk the road together, right. not apart and divided. And that's where we're still growing, I believe, as a community, as people.
1: All right, well, there it is. So Colette, we were we were easing off of Mindful Mondays, but then Godwin <laughs> jumped in on Mindful Mondays and took, the, took us into his show. So now we're both gonna go ahead and exit and let y'all Very do Very good. Day.
3: Well I wanted to say something to Tabitha because I did listen while I was driving. Okay. So I did not miss it. Oh. And I think what you're doing is absolutely excellent. And the conversations need to be more than fewer the conversations yes. need to be had all day, every day, because we've got that kind of trauma and we've got that yes. kind of issue.
0: Yes, and absolutely.
3: I try to go on Clubhouse. I went to two different Clubhouse platforms, mm-hmm. and one was Black men and white women, mm. and why? And there's several Clubhouse platforms that talk about why Black men date and marry white women mm-hmm. and why black men should be as valuable as black women. Mm,
0: okay.
3: And yeah, they use the word value. That's very interesting. That's, yeah. I thought the same thing. That's very yes. Yeah. And then the other one was what the problems between black men and black women. And hmm. I really and truly believe that the issues between black men and black women, I don't think that they can be addressed until we address the issue of PTSD. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. So, sorry about that. That's okay. all over the place. But there are so many areas that need to be addressed so that we can get to mm-hmm. the remedy. We have to get absolutely. To the remedy and one of the things that i was hoping we would have a chance to talk about is what we see on the boob tube black Mm -hmm. women doing things that are not only an embarrassment or should be an embarrassment Mm -hmm. and they make excuses as to why they do the things they do the first being i get paid yes okay not really so you sell your soul to the devil a little bit of money Mm because that's a little bit of money what you make is a little bit of money Mm -hmm. i hear so we have a whole lot of issues we do
0: we do yes we're still working off of her name is dr joy degray and post-traumatic slavery syndrome it really needs to be a diagnosis in the dsm-5
2: I was waiting for you to say that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I used it in my dissertation work. And one of the things is we are still suffering from that today. And the PTSD, when we traditionally, they would think about it, they thought military. My dad was in Vietnam and he suffered it. Unfortunately, he was a Marine and really saw the hardships of the battles. But, Post-traumatic stress disorder is related to any trauma that you could have. Sexual abuse, physical abuse, verbal abuse, abandonment, all different types of things that have caused you this place where the anxiety, the depression is happening on a regular basis, the night terrors, flashbacks, abundance of things. And there's not Many black people in society today that don't have some degree in some shape, form, or fashion absolutely. absolutely from slightly mild to yes. extremely severe, yes. and the whole spectrum of it. And a lot of it, Corliss, is where the strong black woman comes in and we kind of hide her in and say, Okay, I'm good. Yeah, I, I dealt with all the, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, every, I was abandoned by mama, and se- mm-hmm, but I'm good because. I'm a lawyer. I'm a doctor. I've got this big old house and this huge phenomenon of women, black women, 45 and over, never married, single, and no children. You got and that. most of us yes. are the educated ones, fall in that category. Yep. That's absolutely right. And yes. you know we're good. But we're good. Yeah, but we're good. That's but right. not really. And and, <laughs> and if you
2: and if you ask me where are the brothers. Yeah. They are in jail yeah. <laughs> because once upon a time, as you all very well know, for example, in the 1773 Tea Act, mm-hmm. you know, Revolution days and everything, oh, to make sure that we everybody that produced tea or sold tea would pay taxes, tea was illegal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> tea, the same, cafe, the same tea that we drink today, right. And right now, of course, you know, uh, medical marijuana, we have always known the value. Right now, we're a bit on the chill pill on that. Mm -hmm. You can see the transition also depends on who is vulnerable and who is being targeted. Mm -hmm. Many men will go to jail for the paraphernalia of crack uh, cocaine. The Absolutely. remnants, yeah. the, the bad right. stuff. But no, the wow. white yes. stuff yes. is right there in Hollywood and Beverly Hills. <laughs> yeah. Somebody in my own home today. I rushed back home from an event to meet a 12 noon appointment. Properly scheduled. But this is a rescheduled appointment. And it should have been Yesterday. At 10, Sunday, at 10, they called me, managed to get to the phone, and they said, oh, we just want to confirm you'll be available. It will take us two hours to be there. I said, but this is already scheduled for Sunday. So yeah, we just like to call on the day off. I said, okay, tomorrow, I'll be at the base. Let's agree on the time. 12 noon, I will be there. And I came back for that meeting, you know, took off uh, what I was wearing, sat down, saw some missed calls. Just before noon, I picked the phone. I said, initiate this call. It's all private numbers, but I listened to the message. I said, call XYZ. So I called the number. And he said, oh, we just wanted to be sure you'll be there. And I said, like, really? We already resolved As it, a, but that, but that is not the punchline. The punchline was I now packed everything I needed to do to return to Anaheim. I live in Austin. It was not convenient in any shade of form, but I wanted to respect yesterday's song. And a manager called me just by chance, random number, and I picked the call again. And I said, he said, no, we like to call on the day off. I said, I don't know how many times I would tell you. When we've scheduled, let it be. And right now I don't think we can continue this relationship because it's not working for me. He said, in that case, I'm going to see Mr. and Mrs. Howard in Beverly Hills. We have a meeting, then I just clicked the call. I said, you yeah, just I was going to say what I cannot put on
1: radio. <laughs> well, then, I just have another meeting that's starting in a moment, but I just wanted to go ahead and sign off on of Mindful Mondays. Yes. <laughs> thanks Thank for you so
0: much. This. I appreciate it. Thank you for the invitation. And thanks great. for coming, Thank g- coming in Thank on you. the next
1: part, Godwin. That was, that was good. Yes,
0: it was great. Thank you so much. Yes. <laughs>
1: Take care.
0: Take care.
3: Well, we can't allow this conversation to dissipate. We don't want it to diminish in any way. And I'm amongst family and friends. That's why I've got a mask on. But we want to keep the conversation going. We want people to understand that the issues that we have, and it's not post-traumatic stress syndrome, it's post-slavery syndrome, yes. okay? It's post-slavery syndrome. And there are lots of people who are still suffering from post-slavery syndrome. And those are the things that, that cause the issues in this community,
2: okay? Yes, I, I, so, I, I, go I, ahead. I, I, I like that how you dovetailed into it because uh, it it makes a lot of sense. Because as I was speaking with uh, Doctor Khalil and the guests, and I remember that hey, you don't know nothing because you've never suffered, but it's simply because my own realities were different from the person telling me of his own reality. It was not diminishing me in any shade or form, but I was not even educated enough to understand that his own premise was different from mine. And it did right. not need to be wrong. Because when you talk about the PTSD, it will come in different forms and different guys. For example, in just my mission and in my work, I met a man who was frustrated because His son was placed in a special needs school. He did not think the son required special aid, But he was calm enough to have a conversation with me. In my regular self, I would have just jumped out and spoke. And probably will have said a lot of stuff. But I asked him why did the mom place him in this special ed class? He said, I asked her, I asked her, I asked her. She said she will the disability check she's incre- she's receiving will increase. That is a PTSD. She loves her son. She also loves her check. But when the system has told you through the period, you are not good enough, you need to be the phrase they've used, I don't want to repeat it in the air, and you are mm-hmm. dependent, there's a point where you will think, is the easy way out. Rather than flogging history and historical antecedent through the period, let us zoom forward to the current term. 18 months ago, we didn't have the phrase zoom, (laughs) but now it's a phrase I can say, let's just zoom. Let's just rush in now. And we have employers telling us, that because of the stimulus check, that is why they cannot get people to work for them. Come on. How much really is that stimulus check?
3: And that You're- goes back to lack. That goes back to lacking. And people, at least here, and you, I'm sure you've seen it just like I have, people here, as long as they get their unemployment and that stimulus check, they don't want to go back to work. They think they can do better receiving unemployment and that stimulus check, which means they have not even begun to think about that's going to run out.
2: Yes, but let
3: me me give you,
2: because I worked every day of the pandemic. I worked day and night. I made those terrible calls. If I call you, it's not good news. I bring that message home. I ran a program from zero to 18,000. Think of the acceleration required to achieve that. And I am proud of the efforts. I did, as an epidemiologist, I also did investigations and contact tracing. Let me just speak one story or one instance, and let's travel with it. Wedding of A and B. And C is the cake lady. So in their own culture, their immigrants' family, C is very important too because she presents the cake. She's not the maid of honor, but she has a place of honor. They're all immigrant family. As much as they could, they still could not maintain the relevant social distancing. They, everybody put their mask on the chin because if the mask is on your face, not necessarily covering your nose, they think you have it on. Okay. Fast forward. It took only five days for C to start coughing. And it took another four days for C to require intubation. So I'm just following C only. Meanwhile, groom A already had fever. Bride B did not have. I picked A, B, C that I talked about. Now think of the guests around them. This happened in Washington. Washington State. Now the guests... 15 others were sick, but they are all disparate elements, individuals, everybody doing their own things. Remember, I told you these were immigrant families. Guess what? They were all hard workers. And almost of them were in healthcare, home care, where they needed to go to group homes to take care of other people.
4: Passing it to their
2: People. Passing it. I'm talking about this. Passing it out. And most of them also work in more than one group home. So, Kenny, the question is, why did they have to work in more than one group home? Money. Because a take-home
4: they yeah. Yeah.
2: from yeah. one could not take them home.
4: Right. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm
2: subsequently they gave it to group of x y and z remember we are talking about just a wedding so we are talking about group of x y and z until group of m not even included in the mix had one case and the owner of the group of, uh, the administrator was speaking with public health and just mentioned, you know, our neighbor, they also have an outbreak. We've done our best. But you know, these staff, they work in multiple homes. And I've heard that some people that went to the wedding three weeks ago, some people were sick from there. That is our public health linked M, not X, Y, and Z, not A, B, or C, or the guest. To that simple pandemic now we can go to town and talk about people not listening and all those things but let us narrow it down to June things the social discriminant uh the social determinants of health and what we are all discussing right now are talking about the emancipation if your take-home pay will take you home that is really what you want to do because if I give you extra hours to flip additional burgers for me on this job and you lose your medical because you've just crossed the threshold, what will you choose?
4: But, you know, th- things, things are like that because um, the, they have to keep an underclass, the powers that be have to keep an underclass it's the same thing that happens in I know it happens in California I'm not sure about here there's some other things here in Texas but I know that in California say for example uh your driver's license is suspended or something like that or you don't have your tags are not current well generally speaking most people's tags are not current because they don't have the money to pay for the tags and tags are crazy expensive in California so then they impound your car and they automatically keep it for 30 days. And most people in those positions, they can't afford the tags, which means it's not a newer car. It's probably an older car anyway. So then you have to pay for towing and then you have to pay to get your tags storage. and then you have to pay okay. for storage. Mm-hmm. You couldn't afford the tags in the first place. The first How part. are you going to afford all these other things? It, it's, it's, you know, we, we've talked about this, uh, on the program before. People say the system is broken. No, it's not. The system is not broken. The system was designed like this. This is all by design to keep the underclass. If you go down to the DMV, you don't see CEOs down at the DMV. Go into courtrooms, you know, uh, uh, people that get uh, uh, jury duty. You don't see CEOs down at jury duty and things like that. You know, there is, there is we, we live in a quasi-caste system. Now, I, I'm not, I'm smart enough to know that it's not the exact same as a caste system in India and things like that where you can't move yeah. and things like that. But it's yeah. a quasi-caste well, system well, well, because things are, things are put there thing. to, to make I, sure people I, I, remain I young in Mike certain, Kenny. certain areas. People, the things are put there to make sure people remain in certain areas. And that's, that's part of it. You can't get, uh, uh, the, uh, government assisted health insurance because you don't make them enough. Boom, they give you a raise. Then you can't get that and they take that away. Same sort of thing. Go yeah. ahead.
2: I I, I met a young man it's crazy but he got a ticket for riding the metro line without a ticket so it's crazy spat on the cops, scaled the wall and managed to escape thank god they didn't shoot him then I asked him why did you do that are you crazy? He said, "Yes." <laughs> I said, "But why?" He said, "They are giving me a ticket because you don't have a ticket.
4: Yeah, you don't have to, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
2: he survived that particular one. You know but the way he said it as so commonsensical. I just talked about. I just thought about the spiral because now he managed to escape that one without ID. He managed to see complete his ride. But if they really picked an ID from him, which he also did not have, it would have been hoing the government. At the end of the day, there would have been multiple warrants against him. Right, yes. For that 50p uh, US, 50 cents uh, ride. And
3: that's
2: when, the, the whole thing is, it, is a, when are you going to break out of that mold?
3: It's a punitive
2: system, yeah, punitive yeah, system it absolutely is, it absolutely is. Yeah. once upon a time as we spoke a few minutes ago the Boston tea riot we all know that in history
3: mm-hmm. tea mm-hmm.
2: was illegal it's not because tea gets you high I drink a lot of tea I sure would like to get high from tea but it doesn't work for me But it was the taxation. And they were not getting the tax, so T was illegal. Fast forward, all of a sudden, half of the black men, especially this month, when we're thinking of emancipation, there are still steps placed there to keep them down. I know somebody whose last name was Jefferson. But she was not white. I know that person whose last name, two same incidences, I mean, different incidences, but same scenario, whose last name was Washington.
4: Jackson. She was
2: also not white. Jackson. I mean, I take that again. Both of them were white. But when my own friends introduced their girlfriends to their parents, before zoom and all those things the the all-white couples their parents were filled with trepidations that like really (laughs) washington (laughs) they assumed they were all black names. they thought they were black people Mm -hmm. They they thought they were slaves and this is i don't know anything about slavery this is, to me, a million years later. But just by the name Washington or Jefferson, the parents have concluded their Libra kids are bringing up black girls home. And they brought the blue-eyed, blondest, white, Caucasians they could have brought home. Now, think of Kenny Washington applying for a job. His name has two strikes already. Kenny or Kenisha? <laughs> yes. <laughs> they add Washington to yes. it. Kenisha you will not make K- the list. Right. You will not make the list. And no, if you your don't. name, God forbid, now becomes Godwin, okay. or or Chuko, or Ke, which is my name, <laughs> you can't pronounce right. it. I don't exist.
4: And that's but, why when people, uh, I, there was some guy who got arrested or something. His name was... His middle name was Kentavius. His first name was something similar, but both names were names like that and they've done studies that show when you send your resume and I don't care what your credentials are, when they see names like that that goes to the bottom of the stack. You know, and right wronger in it or indifferent is the reality of the situation. You know, and you know, unfortunately you know, when these kids are, are born with those names, they're saddled with those names, and it really hurts their uh, uh, chances of, of 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 a career. You know, and can of, you
3: see somebody sitting on the bench, Judge LaQuanda <laughs> Deronda Bukisha? No, the answer is no. Okay, so we don't we don't teach our kids. It goes back to from whence we came, and as I said on a different show we've got the issues we've got so many issues it's hard to say which issues we tackle first well and with with the with the PTSD post traumatic slavery syndrome people need to understand stop playing around that and do something about it stop playing around it you see this headline it, the internet is escalating violence rap beef. another one
4: and see, Another. interestingly enough, I had posted on Twitter because there's because there apparently there's this some beef between Jay Z and what one of the girls, um, not Beyonce, one of the, I forget which one it was. And I posted on Twitter, you know, to all you black celebrities, stop with this fake beef crap. It's 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 killing us. And then I posted that, and then I saw this. And we've talked about this before, and I and I talked with Mike Jones about. It. There's a lot. The these beasts between these rappers killing each other, shooting each other, every month you see another another one getting shot, whether it's somebody you know or somebody you don't know. And it's killing us. It is literally killing us. And these so beasts. Who dies? More black Your folks. brother. Yeah. My son. Yeah. And and nobody cares. It's black folks. And I know
2: nobody cares. So like in this show, in your own words. In the past, we will bring guests and friends, family and friends, and we're trying to humanize it. And uh, we all have our own natural biases based on our experiences, and not two are the same. But in this intermix in the United States right now, there are questions we should ask. Is it a melting pot? Or is it a potpourri? Well, we still have the distinct flavors of individuals because I sure would like to keep on having my gumbo the way we make it. This, this, is, this, is, a, this is one of the conflicts we are facing right now. And the cultural identity and appropriation. For example, a few minutes ago, we've talked about Latisha. Laquanda, Mm -hmm. Jefferson, and even Washington being black names. And all you just want is a chance to get a job. So what should come first, the job or the experience? You apply for a job, you require experience. You cannot have an experience if you don't have a job. job. Mm -hmm. So... And that spiral continues until you do all the old jobs and bits from everywhere. Then you now become overqualified even for middle-level job. Forget entry-level job. And you are not a non entity for, for management-level job. And the spiral continues. This... It's slavery.
3: When do we stop it? When do we stop it? How do we stop it? When? Where do we stop it? Because Uh, we can talk about all of these things. And we've talked about these things for decades. Everything from affirmative action. Everything from uh, certification. All of these things we've talked about. We're still talking about them. We have not come to a resolution yet. We have not resolved any of this for how many years? Remember, it's been 100 years since Tulsa. So we the issues that we are talking about, and just as you're talking about names of girls and guys, we Tabitha was talking about being honest or authentic. And, and today's girls wear their hair natural. That's not new. That is not new. It didn't just happen because this is the new millennium. That didn't just happen. When I was in high school, we wore naturals in high school. We wore naturals way up into the 70s. It ain't new. But now that the millennials, the millennials are bringing it full circle it's a new thing. They're natural. They're free. They're doing something different. It is not different. It is not but, different. My but, bed, uh, my uh,
2: Ms. My Colette, I, th- I think you asked a question I also answer the question. Because uh, in a month, multi- if it were easy to solve, at the end of the day, I'm sure we'd we'll love to solve it so that we'll move to the next problem or that great new problem. But in your in your question, in your narration, you refer to Tulsa. Ask how many high, do a sense of high schoolers right now, if they even know what happened in Tulsa. Thank you. Now, pause for a moment, put that Hero. question aside. And let me, go, let me go to my own components of health disparities so that I can speak only my own area of competence. Hey, Dr. G, what is the greatest problem that you face as you travel the world and as you do your job? And I say, ignorance. What? Ignorance. Yeah. I face poverty. I face diseases. And I face ignorance. And the ignorance leads to both the poverty and diseases. And the diseases leads to both. So I have this triad that are chasing each other. And I'm not extrapolating it to the social issues. But in our previous show of Mindful Monday, just some minutes before mine, they referred to the tip of the iceberg That is, you just see only part. But remember the part you see, the 80%, twenty eighty. So 80% is still below. You know why 80% is still below? Because they still don't have the break point. Remember, I'll follow my own area of work. The health-seeking behavior has not provided enough access. Because we have clinics in A, B, C, and D corners of the city, does not make them accessibility, accessible. I may not have the transport. I cannot afford it. Or there are no black doctors there, just as an example. Now, going back to your question, how do we break the mold? Remember, we talked about Tulsa, and that was the other point. We put it on the side. We talked about the triad of poverty, ignorance, and diseases. In my own theory, education is a breakpoint. It will empower, e- empower people. And extrapolating that, also in my own words to your own reality, the first question and I ask is that: How many of us, including myself, near Tulsa, before the big centenary? And the answer is actually closer to zero than one. Not hundred percent. We're still in the single digits because there's a continue that some people just feel the need to continuously dumb. Some others or manipulate the system. There are people today that still believe passionately that the election was not won fairly and justly. They are not crazy people.
3: That's right. That, that's very true. And there are people who say, "Yeah, they the, the election was stolen." Yeah. And there are some people who yet. will
2: not wait for the next four-year cycle. But this thing is in my. In, It's turn by turn. Take your turn. I take my turn. You beat me. I'll come back to fight again. I'll come with a stronger force. I will sell a new story to you. I will propose a better policy. The Affordable Care Act is something that I'm a major proponent of that we also call the Obamacare. And it is built on three premises. I guess our problems always come in three. (laughs) And it is built on cost, containment, increasing the access, and maintaining the quality. It is not socialism. It's not socialist medicine. If it's called the Iron Triangle, there's no point where you can automatically assume because we've increased the access of people utilizing the system, automatically means the cost will go up. Because to each person, like in family planning, bed control, what we face in China right now, to each person that comes into the system with their mouth, many of us, and by the grace of God, comes with a pair of hands to work. Why do you complain that we have so many mouths to feed? What about the hands to do the work also? China today has moved from one child policy, two child policy now, giving incentive for three child, three children right now, from one, two children now to three three children policy. Because they realize that to every child yeah.
3: Yeah, there a is a mouth.
2: And to every child, they are also mm-hmm. a pair of hands to work. And in the aging population, the dynamics change. Mm-hmm. And when we're talking about uh, policy, advocacy, and education, this is deficient because we are allowed to look at just one component. Oh, one more child, one more child, one more child, 10 more children. 10 children means 20 hands to work in the affordable care act that every attempt was made to repeal and to replace yeah right after right. the iron triangle of cost right. right quality and access they now said how do we how do we do this they now said one it's a individual mandate you are mandated to have insurance based on your income so that the emergency room is not used as your first point of contact where every other person pays for it. Otherwise, you will be fined. In other words, it is now a tax. And At the end of the year, we will evaluate and give you a refund or you give us something. Based on the premise that more people will be there, the more the merrier and many of us will not use the facility. right
4: Yeah yeah. two things so,
3: and it becomes punitive. It but two, be, but, again, that be, these systems are punitive.
4: But two things these, happen.
3: They're in place for you to use, but if you use them, you will be penalized.
4: Two things that that I think where there was missteps is first of all, they called it healthcare reform. It was not health care reform. It did not touch health care. It reformed how you pay for health care.
2: I was just about to say that. And you see see the right wingers were saying, not keep your skinny
4: plant. The right wingers are saying, keep your hands off my health care. They were not touching your health care. And remember, Mitch McConnell is the one who called it Obamacare as a pejorative. You know, And then one of the, things, the smart things the Democrats did was say, hey, we like that. Let's call it Obamacare. Obama goes down in his legacy forever. And, of course, then the right-wingers hated that. But, again, they, the first thing they did uh, uh, incorrectly was call it health care reform. It was not health care reform. It was how you pay for it. And the second thing is that, remember, originally the idea – came from the Heritage Foundation, which is a right-wing conservative foundation, and Romney did Romney Care in Massachusetts. In Massachusetts, so he was so,
2: governor. Yeah, governor but all Romney. of a
4: sudden, the black guy comes up with it.
2: And became a bad
3: thing. You
4: know, and, it, and it's the worst thing since molded bread.
3: Right, because that you're not supposed to do that, and you're not supposed to provide uh, a, a system with a system that's going to address the needs of all the people because that's not why they're there. They're not but, there to address the but needs of
2: in, all the For example, in this show, remember we put the humanity back. As we round up, we have fewer than five minutes. Look at this scenario. The Biden executive order extended the healthcare.gov, the open season registration, They gave them three months, and it's now six months. In the first three months, the system crashed. So think of that for a moment. There are people seeking access. And usually, these are people who otherwise will not have access. They will not have access to the system they will not be able to either afford or use it so these are people that have always been on the fringes so yeah. even in this show which is not political but we try to keep things through and put the humanity these are people seeking health care and we seek as we think of healthcare, we think of we've just come out from a very difficult dark 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 period in our history we are not fully out of faith. Yes, we had the pandemic, coronavirus, COVID 19. Guess what? Many of us didn't go for our colonoscopy. Many of us did not go for our annual dental. Uh, Last year? Yeah.
4: Yeah, yeah. I missed everything. Yep.
2: Yes, exactly. I'm, I'm catching up. up. We all missed everything. Do you yep. know yeah. what we could have? that could have been caught under the preventive health component of our care? No.
4: Well, if we would have had a different person at the helm, this would not be the same thing. I guarantee you, anybody else on the planet that would have been residing at 1600 Pennsylvania, we would have had a different outcome because they would have listened to the science. They would not have told you to inject bleach into your lungs and they would not have said it's going to magically disappear and they would not be fighting the mass thing. So, But
2: he won the election square and fair.
4: No, he didn't. The first one, the first one.
3: Yeah, but no, he
2: didn't. And winning the elections, we voted for him because his majority rule. We don't need to accept it, but in the law, you know, it's, as we say, it's in turn and in succession. But we... But when he lost his zone, we should also stand the same way and say he lost it.
3: Right. And, but we should have said, the people of the country who knew better should have stood some ground and should have said enough is enough. We, The country cannot go on like this. The people of this country cannot go on in this fashion. He lost the election. He's created another firestorm of lies, which some people are actually... Well, we got to shut
4: it down, but that's another question because the people on the opposite side really need to grow a pair and start yes.
2: so yes, uh, they, do. they absolutely yeah. do. Collette, yes, they do. in they your, your own process. words. If you have an opportunity to vote today, and choose any level, it could be the federal, state, or district level. Just pick one level you are comfortable with. Tell me one policy item that you are passionate about. You will you like you would like to ask your candidate in your own words. One policy.
3: Well, you know what. I can't think of it right now, but we're going to have on this show Jan Perry, who is now the commissioner that handles housing and the homeless issue. And as I said to her, the homeless issue is never going to go away. No matter who they put in place to talk about it, it's not going to go away. Be an underclass. It has to be people who are doing so poorly they create a body of people that will help resolve that
4: somebody it's has to clean the rooms happen. and all that stuff yeah it, it is not
2: it, gonna it, happen. It, it, 7 p.m and uh, i like that in your own words you pick the homeless issue as something you 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 will rather discuss but i want to end by also telling you in your own words how do you tell people to safely isolate quarantine when they are homeless and i know in the third week of june we continue this conversation and i hope my good friend and doctor will be here for that show kenny
3: great well thank you very much dr orkay thank you so much this is a powerful conversation and as we do right here on the intentional talk radio network we bring those things the news and views that you can use This is where we talk to you, for you, with you, and about you. And it is always good. And tomorrow, on Tomorrow's Show, Change Matters, we do have Vivian and Ray Chu from Chu Entertainment. And we also have Professor Amos Jones, who will be with us tomorrow. Five o'clock tomorrow, six o'clock tomorrow. It's going to be a great show because we will be talking about uh, Juneteenth. We'll talk about Tulsa. We'll talk about Black Music Month. So from 5 to 7 tomorrow, please join us right here on ITRMradio.com. And Dr. Orkay, I can't wait until we finish or we continue this discussion. We've got to continue this discussion. And I do believe wholeheartedly that we have to make headway. And in order to do that, these are the issues that we must address and we must not simply talk about them but we must bring some resolution to them because otherwise we're going to continue the same way that we have always done always well thank you very much it's been great thank you very much Dr. Orkay and we will talk to you I hope you'll be with us tomorrow yes absolutely absolutely great have a good night folks be safe going home and remember radio.com and you can find us on the Dora on Google, on Amazon, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Black Talk Radio. We're on all of the platforms get your podcast from. Listen to the podcast. Join us. Have a good night all.